This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 1053 The Fan. It feels so good after a victory to talk to my co-host, my friend Sean Shapiro, who penned a terrific article on his Shapshot Substack. And you can check that out as well as EP Rinkside and D Magazine. And his article was on the great Mike Madano and telling the story of Madano and how we came from the player Mike Madano to now the statue Mike Madano. And we'll start there. And hi, Sean Shapiro. Let me just say there's no hockey tonight. What is Sean Shapiro going to do? <laughs> is your wife going to look at you like, why are you hanging around? <laughs> it's a, it's a Tuesday. No, no hockey on a Tuesday night is, uh, and we've tried, you may have our listeners, or if you're a hockey fan, you may have heard the terminology. The NHL is a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday league. And, uh, this is the one week it's not each year with the, uh, and, uh, so now I will be, uh, Making the drive down to uh, making the drive to the in-laws tonight to kind of start the the Thanksgiving festivities for the week. So that's kind of the that's that's kind of the plan. Make the drive tonight, and um, yeah, it's 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 an odd schedule, Gavin. Obviously, as you said, there's no yeah. games tonight, but it's like um, Jeff Merrick had a pretty good explainer up on Twitter earlier today about it. How um, one of the natural things about why this happened. And I think it's an important context because there's sometimes the NHL takes grief for things and that's fair, rightfully so sometimes, but this is one of those where I'm not really sure what else you could have done because every American based team um, wants a home game the week of Thanksgiving. It's a huge revenue driver, every single sure. team. And so essentially every team in the league that's in, that's all uh all 26, sorry, all 25, um, all 25 uh, American-based teams this week either play at home Wednesday or at home Friday. Basically, they all play, they're all guaranteed at least a Wednesday night or a Friday night around Thanksgiving, which means all the Canadian teams are in the United States this week. And so you only had availability in a couple arenas, um, you and the only like the only team that really could have hosted tonight would have been the Coyotes, and the Coyotes would have been asked to play a back-to-back -back Tuesday, Wednesday, and then play Friday, which would have been a three and four around Thanksgiving. So, mm. so as much as we give the NHL crap for things, sometimes this is one of those where there's not really much more you could have done. So um, enjoy, enjoy the uh, if you're. If you're a hockey fan looking for a fix, I'm sure you can go and find, I'm sure you can go find uh, there's probably a junior game or a uh, AHL game on TV. You could probably go to AHL TV and find something like that. You can go find something, but that's why there's no NHL game tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm resting. I got the hockey doubleheader tomorrow. I'm doing the Sean Shapiro. So at five o'clock tomorrow, five Eastern, 
uh, four o'clock central. I am going to see a real nice tilt. Two top 10 college hockey teams, Quinnipiac against Boston University. As I scout Macklin Celebrini, who in 10 games with Boston University Terriers has 20 points. So uh, excited to uh, go see him. And then I will rush home to watch Stars Vegas, which is a 830 central time. So a doubleheader of hockey for me tomorrow night. Enjoy that one because that that uh, Celebrini is fun to watch. I saw him play a couple times last year. I haven't seen him in person yet this year. I still have to find a chance to see to see uh, BU in person this year. But uh, I saw him play with the Chicago Steel a couple times last year, and he's a fun player. He's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft next year, and uh, he's one of those guys where uh, it's always fun. Um, with the prospect stuff sometimes to see players and see guys who will probably be playing in the NHL next year. So enjoy that one. Quinnipiac, uh, reigning national champion, as you well know. And, uh, yeah. And stars Vegas. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good way to draw it up, Gavin. I mean, it's always changing, but boy, they have Quinnipiac as uh, number three and Boston university as number five NCAA.com. So, mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. I, I love the college hockey atmosphere and let's just touch on that in one second before we get into Madonna yeah. and the philosophy as far as putting kids in college in systems rather than them being junior and let's just say an ECHL and how NHL um, they're, they're really liking how the college game has developed. It, the college game has taken a huge stride. Um, now, it's not the. It still takes. There, there's still. It's not completely overtaken the CHL as that quote unquote number one development league, um, but it's it's really it's really taking strides. You've got, and the big thing for me. Is it is how Canadians, some top Canadian prospects like Celebrini, are recognizing this is the route to go. Um, we saw Adam Fantilli last year, who played for Michigan as a freshman, won the Hobie Baker Award, and then was the number three pick by Columbus, and how he used the college hockey route. And so when you have top Canadian prospects picking college hockey over the CHL that's when you know things are moving in the right direction um, as far as college hockey going in that way. And I've talked to some people before. Um, one of the things that I think college hockey really prepares players for is it prepares them for being, being forced to find ways to make their skill fit into a system. Um, Cause college hockey is a little bit more structured than, than major junior. And part of that is the age you could, like you'll see that Quinnipiac game team tomorrow, Gavin, and I believe they have two or three 24 year olds on that team. Like you've got guys on that team who are four years older than Wyatt Johnston, if you think about it. <laughs> and wow. uh, and uh, so the structure in college hockey is important. And you have players who in the NHL, the structure, the NHL is the most structured league in the world. So kind of the translatability from being able to find your game in college hockey to find it in the NHL. I think it's one of the best one for one matches right now. And I think there's a lot of the other thing too, is you look at the the body build and the body type. 
with the college hockey schedule, you typically play Friday, Saturday. This week's obviously a bit odd with uh, with Thanksgiving, so you get a little bit of some of the Wednesday, Friday mix-ins and stuff like that. But um, it allows players who need that extra time to mature physically and grow and everything like that. You get that, plus you get four or five days in the weight room each week. It really is a path that teams and teams and prospects are starting to notice as they go down because um, it's and it's celebrating is a perfect example. Um, I wrote a story two weeks ago about um, Artem, um, Artem Levshenyov, who's a freshman at Michigan State right now, who probably will go probably go third in the draft next year, who's playing at Michigan State as a 17-year-old. And he's a Belarusian kid who part of the reason he's there is because of some of the weirdness with the, in the world we are with the Russian invasion of the Ukraine and Belarus's connection to that. But I wrote a story about him two weeks ago because kind of the reason he went down that path of college hockey and how it's being identified. And his agent is, uh, he's a gold star client and gold star is Dan Milstein who happens to be ironically about other things we wrote about this week. Dan Milstein happens to be Nikita's, Nikita Zadorov's agent, um, Andre Vasilevsky's agent, um, the, uh, Kucherov's agent, all the big Russians. And so if you've got Canadian prospects and some European prospects picking college hockey that way, it just kind of shows you where the trend's going. Get me back yeah. on track, Kevin. You, no, it's, you, it's you're great. Good. I mean, hey, listen, I asked the question, you run. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. So eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Oh, in Sean's Substack last night, he wrote a tremendous article on the history of Mike Madano in relation to the Dallas Stars. And David and I talked about this on the post game. It was announced late in the second period that a statue would take place. March 16th, a statue unveiling of Mike Madano, same creator of the statue that did the Dirk Nowitzki statue. They met Brad Alberts, Mike Madano, and the creator met. So they know what they're going for. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see the statue unveiled. Uh, Sean, um, you know me, and you know I've talked about this with you and Craig. I've always wanted a statue of Mike Madano. I was really excited uh, for the announcement. I think it's overdue. Um, I think he's meant a lot to this city, and I think it's great for the game of hockey. Even if you like are one of those people, which I don't understand, that he's working for the Wild, and so therefore you think he's the enemy. Um, I think it's great for the state of DFW hockey that we have a hockey statue in front of our one of main one of our main arenas. Yeah, I, and the other thing, I actually I didn't touch on this in my piece, but I've been wondering as I've been thinking about it. Um, 
I do wonder mm-hmm. how um, if this. It, 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 not saying it's unfortunate that it would have required this, but I do wonder if the stars were kind of waiting for the Mavs to set a precedent with the statue stuff. Like I do want, like, cause sometimes there are, there are as much as we want to believe teams are always forward thinking. Sometimes there are some, sometimes the stars follow what the Mavs do. And, and it's, it, it, it's, it's something that naturally happens. So I do wonder if it was something where after the Mavericks kind of went the way of getting public art commissioned and everything like that, the stars then, okay, we'll go down that route. So I wonder if the stars were kind of waiting in this. Um, the thing that I wrote about, and you can read the piece over at the, at the over at the Substack Shap Shots. Um, to me, too often we get caught up in post-playing career, and 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 what it means to a playing career legacy. Like I saw some people are like, ah, I'm not excited because he works for the Wild. They're like, okay, that's fine. You're allowed. You're allowed to have that feeling. You're allowed sure. to have that. But at the end of the day, Mike Madonna, the hockey player. His time in Dallas ended in 2010. What he did, what he does in his post-playing career, obviously as long as it's all kosher and, and not anything unseen or anything like that, it's it doesn't impact what he did for hockey and DFW. The, it, the history there has been written. It can't be unwritten. And this team would not still be here if not for what Madano did in the early days. The Stars came, to, came from Minnesota, and as we've seen with other uh, relocations and expansions that happened in the nineties, you needed a face and success for team to stick. And that's what Madonna provided. Um, It's he deserves a ton of credit for this franchise being here. He deserves a ton of credit for so many things. And uh, so he works for the wild. That's fine. If, 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 if if that's your beef, I mean, like as someone asked me on on Twitter, they're like, "How often does someone get a statue while they're getting paid for someone else?" Well, it happened with Martin Brodeur. He was working for the Blues. He was, a, <laughs> he was the assistant GM for the St. Louis Blues when the Devils put up a statue for him, and a yeah. guy called and a guy named Wayne Gretzky when the Kings put up a statue for him. So I, right. I don't I I don't I don't think place of employment impacts your statue. So no, no, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, it's just. I mean, I don't think differently of Brett Hull because he's singing Gloria at the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup celebration. I mean, he was a massive part of, you know, Dallas Stars history. Ed Belfour is probably more well-known as a Chicago Blackhawk. But Mm -hmm. to me, you know, great part of Dallas Stars history. And I'm glad that he was inducted into the Stars Hall of Fame. So um, I think that mindset, I love the competitive spirit of fans. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm excited that Mike Madonna wants to stay in hockey. And, you know, if Jim Nil chooses and the organization chooses not to have him a part of it, that's fine because Jim Nil and his team um, have really done a nice job here as far as building a great foundation that I think will be here for years to come. So they should be celebrated as well. It's just, you know, it it's a good thing. And, um, I agree with you. I think he was a terrific, not just player on the ice, but he was a terrific ambassador. He was the face of the organization. And I think he, uh, I'll always say that while I appreciate the Stanley cup runs that, you know, this recent club has had and everything, that 99 team set the bar for hockey, for just 
forever, basically, here in DFW. The personalities that were here and the massive appeal that they had, um, it was wonderful. So I, I'm glad it's being celebrated. And it, and the other thing, too, is uh, you have, like, <laughs> and this is just, this is kind of funny to me when you look at how people care and think about this stuff and, and worry, like, Mike Madano's not innocent in the whole. It's not like the stars discarded Mike Madano. Like I know, like that's sometimes the things where people be like, like, oh well, they like he should have like he doesn't have this role or whatever. Like, just truthfully, Gavin, I don't want. I'm not sure Mike Madano's the best. And, and this is not. I'm, this is not to throw mud at anyone. Just it's just the reality. I'm not sure Mike Madano's the best person to advise your hockey making decisions to advise your hockey making decisions. And he made a choice, which is all the power to him. He made the choice when the stars asked for him to do more and doing more meant not being in Arizona. He chose family and his five kids and his wife over working for the stars. And that's fine. Like, I think that actually, that that's completely great. That's fine. And the fact the wild were willing to give him that flexibility, more power to the wild. Fine. But, I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, the fact the Wild hired Bill Guerin to be the GM and Madonna had some input, like, I think that's good. I think that's a fine hire by the Wild. But I also, you remember, Gavin, the, and I mentioned this, I made this comparison in the story I wrote last night. You remember the debacle it was in Dallas when Brett Hull was the GM here. If you want Absolutely. an idea, if you want an idea of what it, of, of what it, what it's just to give a guy power because he did something great for your franchise on the ice. That's the mistake. And the stars made that mistake one too many times already. They couldn't just give that power to Mike Badano. I mean, so he is being honored in the way he should be. It doesn't change anything. And he gets to, and stars hockey is, is better for it now that there's a statue honoring the history because it's now something that's great. Like to me, it's that flashpoint. It's that, it's that flashpoint and memory point where, um, this is and this is what statues and, and retired numbers are for me. You go to a game with a new fan, you go to a game with a kid, and they see a statue or they see a retired number. They're like, oh, why is number nine in the rafters? Oh, now you tell the story. Yep. It's how it's how you keep the history of a franchise, the oral history of a franchise alive. And having Madonna on Victory Plaza, um, I really hope they do. It's got to be like, I don't know what design they're going to do for the, for the statue. I really hope they do the design where he's hoisting the cup. You, have you, you've seen that iconic picture where he's hoisting yes, the I cup? Know, is, I think that's like, going to be it. Like, I think that's got to be it, right? Because you this that that's the story you want up there. And when someone walks onto Victory Plaza or whatever it's sponsored by now or whatever, you want, you want people who are new fans and kids to point to that and be like, oh, tell me about that. And you want the oral history of the franchise to continue yes. through that. And that's what this does. Yes. Yeah, I I don't want it's 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 also another reminder of that '99 Cup team, mm-hmm, and yeah. I I want that team celebrated for a long time, not just because you know of Craig, um, but I I just think that that team needs to be celebrated as much as possible because uh, they meant so much. So yeah, mm-hmm. great article by you chronicling the history of Mike Madano with the Stars post Stars, um, so. Yeah, I'm really excited uh, for for that day. 